Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going back to the 90s when things were good. I have Steph Sabra here. What's up, everyone? I'm Phil Svitek, and we're talking the South Park episode, episode 4 of season 22, Integrity Farms. Now, for those of you who know and have seen the episode, then you will get this reference that me and Steph have no integrity. Christian is the, Christian Blatt is the only one, hence why he's not here today. He has gone off and moved to a Colorado farm. If none of that made sense, then you clearly have not seen the episode, in which we encourage you to see that before obviously listening to us. Also, if you're listening to us for the very first time, we're going to break down the episode of tonight. Of course, that's what we're here to do. But we will also have some humor along the way. So if you're offended by any of it, it sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you are smoking the pussy stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, because I thought today's episode was going to be a little bit more Butters-filled, we're going to talk about the many entrepreneurship opportunities Butters has created for himself in our special segment. Ooh. So, um, you know, something fun to look forward to. And, of course, we've got our news and gossip. But before we dive into the episode or any of that, Steph, what did you think of the episode? I loved it. I'm really excited because I feel like last week's episode and this week's episode is great. Like, it's exactly what I feel like the world needs in general because I do love when they have the social commentary, but I think South Park's at its strongest when it's just like focusing on making fun of everything and anything and then focusing on Randy, of course, and the boys. Yeah, it was it was a very good episode, I thought. Um not as funny let's say on the surface, not as like uh so many jokes per minute, but uh very poignant. And you know, I never look at, at at sort of vaping in that way, but I do. Uh, uh, it's it's in what way? Like the pussy stick way, yes. or that it's just an epidemic. Pussy stick way, like, and it's not like I haven't vaped before, but I'm like every time I see people, especially kids, like middle schoolers, like my little cousins always tell me about. It. I'm like you douchebags. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Why? Because it's the cool thing. Like, you don't feel like part of the group or you just feel like it's terrible for your health. Like, what's the reason? No, it's like, I feel like when kids are doing it, they literally have no idea, which this show does do a good job of making fun of that. And we'll talk about that in the news and gossip that it's really not what it seems. But it just is like, it reminds me of when I went to study abroad in Paris and within one week, half of the students had picked up smoking cigarettes just because they were in Paris and they were like, well, let's look cool. Like, it's not because they're trying to get off the nicotine. And Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting byproduct. Like, a lot of 
a lot of products you start to realize more about marketing yes. than anything else. Uh, because to say that vaping is safer than smoking, there's no real science. At the time when it came out, like, there's not really science to fully back that up. And even then, like, it's always dicey, right? It's better, but it doesn't mean that you should do it in excess. And it's just really funny when kids think that there's no age limit to it. Yeah, well, you know, eating nine McDonald's cheeseburgers a day is better than eating ten. <laughs> so, by that logic, sure. you know. So, so in that respect, but um, I love, I love that it is all about the marketing because the fact that they took the Kool Aid Man from the nineties. Are you familiar with the Kool Aid yes, Man? Yes, of course. The commercials and they he would just show up everywhere and anywhere, causing a scene. Breaking walls like that was. It's like, bro, you broke into my house. Now we got to fix this. So he brought refreshments for all the kids. I loved it. That was all the callbacks and the introduction of him was so funny, and it like merged this kind of nostalgia, but also with a newer type of issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Kool Aid Man. Um. You know, there's another Silicon Valley to go off completely tangent. They make fun of uh, Kool-Aid Man because Kool-Aid Man was very disruptive. I won't say, you know, if you're a fan of that show, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, good. It's an on sequitur <laughs> for you. Um, but let's, you know, I, I the, they posted a teaser where, where Butters was going to be the one selling these vape pens. Now, he is. But he is not the mastermind. It is Cartman. And we had a debate going into this because I was like, you know, Butters has been so entrepreneurial. And, you know, we'll get into a little bit more of that. But as far as this episode, you thought Cartman was always better. Yes. And lo and behold, your, your thing I was came right. true. I, he's always behind every plan. And he is so, I, so business savvy. We have to give it to him. He always finds a way to make a sale, whatever it is. But in this regard, it felt like he was – part of the commentary was they they were in over their heads. It's like they they wanted to get in, but they were serving these multiple masters. You know, they got they yeah. got to buy from the sixth graders. They got to pay them, but then all of a sudden they got to pay the dealer, and they got to pay the Kool-Aid man even. Well, I do wonder that because I know that uh, even in my cousin's middle school, there's kids selling pens and jewels or whatever everywhere. And I'm like, who – who do you get this from? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> they get it from the fourth graders, who get it from the sixth graders, who get it from the high schoolers, who get, get it, it from, from the, the cartel. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's the logical chain of command, let's call it. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Also, I mean, we, I, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the vaping news, but, but in general, there's a much more heightened awareness of vaping. But before we get into that side of it, I want to talk like from from the perspective of the show, kindergartners is just being overstressed and needing to vape. Now, obviously, it's a far stretch, but I feel like I, I hear that commentary a lot of like just kids being younger and younger and just being stressed out of their freaking minds. Yeah. I'm like, for what reason? Yeah, I agree. That is weird. And it must be. Were we that on edge? I don't know. It, it reminds me of the show Recess, the preschoolers, how yeah, they're like the psychos. Like it reminds me kind of of that. But I don't know. Like, I think kids are getting more stressed in general. It is stressful times, but it's weird. Like I was never like that. We still had nap time. <laughs> 
I think so. Social media. Has, I, I don't know if I'm going to blame anything. It's social media. It's too much. Uh, too much FOMO and other crap. Yeah, even as a kindergartner. Well, especially because, okay, if I, if I had to pinpoint anything, kind of for generations, I don't know about you, but we didn't have cell phones, and the one thing we didn't have, even if we had cell phones later in high school, we didn't have no goddamn smartphones. Now all these kids have got a freaking computer on their on in their hands from the time they turned two. Shelly sending dog buttholes. Like, things are happening via smart home, smartphones. I know. So so much is happening. So, you know, okay, one of the things. So, um, speaking of uh, speaking of Kyle, right? Because he's the one that wants to really tell the truth and expose this. I don't know what, what's the show trying to say through Kyle in this instance. I don't know. Oh, I I mean, I guess Kyle's like people like me and Randy a little bit, where we're like, what are we doing? This is this has gotten too far. We can we can do some things, but kindergartners, I guess. But well, well, I think Randy and Kyle are a little bit different. We're, you know, we'll, we'll certainly talk about Randy, but Kyle uh, has more of a moral compass, and and rather than just like run away from it all, he wants to figure out a way to combat it. Uh, and I don't know. For a long time, like I, I think he didn't know how deep the rabbit hole went. I think Cartman, even I thought, was just like, okay, he's making half this stuff up. Like, it's all BS. Uh, he's not really in the hole for the money that he says he is. He just wants Kyle on his side so he can make a buttload of money and then cash in. Yeah. Like, like Cartman is yeah. out to do. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about that. But then I was like, maybe it is more simple than we think. <laughs> but it never really is. It's never as simple as we think it is. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I love Kyle, Butters, and Cartman. That complex going on. <laughs> well, normally Butters is able to kind of be an, a voice of, like, innocent reason, if I'll call it. Not, like, the voice of reason, but innocent reason. Which means he looks at it, I would say, the most truthful. And in this episode, he really just went along with the plan. He didn't really give his butter's take on yeah, things. Yeah, I was surprised by that. We saw the promo, so we kind of knew. We didn't know what was happening. But I still was surprised. It did alleviate to me a little bit to know Cartman was behind a lot of it. But it was really funny to see Butters in that position where he was getting ahead of every time that he was going to get told on with Cartman, like they were at Mr. Mackey's house, they were in the stall, like they were confronting it head on. And I, I did like to see butters like that. Well, I, I didn't like Cartman on a toilet, but Cartman, I saw the no wipe. <laughs> That's beneath you. That's disgusting. <laughs> Cartman did not wipe. He Ugh. just, boop, and done. No, he said, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, man. So much to unpack. Well, a we'll, uh, couple of things. So let, let's bring kind of more current events, right? Um, so much I, – I just started researching vaping, right, in the news and what was happening. And one of the top things that came up for me – and you're, you had a different result, so I'll let you talk about yours. But the FBI is now having – or not the FBI. What am I saying? The FDA <laughs> – might as well be the FBI <laughs> – is, is, is banning certain, uh, in particular, this Chinese brand of vapes because apparently they're they're infusing it with like erectile dysfunction uh, ingredients. 
That is so like, messed up, but kind of funny. And it's like, <laughs> what, what is happening here? Um, it's not to say like the the thing that they're infusing it with is an illegal drug, but the idea that the, the FDA is coming down hard on them because it's like, okay, we we approved this drug and we approved this drug, but but we did not approve for you to combine them together in an inhalable form. Yeah, <laughs> like what the f is this? That is nuts, literally. Um, that's really funny and crazy. Mine, or yeah, 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 sure. Mine Story was more time. centered towards um, the marketing, which we mentioned before. How with kids because of the flavors, which was I really loved how they touched on that, like the this is bubble gum, <laughs> smokeless bubble gum. I love that. But um, a recent study showed that there's three main reasons why kids are more willing to use vape pens, and it's because their friend or family use them. 39% said that. The availability of flavors, 31%. The belief that e-cigarettes are less harmful than other forms of t- tobacco. And it came out that it's not, I mean, it's it still forms the same diseases that tobacco would form, but just like at a little less rate. So it can, but especially for kids, it does harm brain development and nerve cell functioning. Um, and you're, if you smoke e-cigarettes, you're more than four times likely to begin smoking cigarettes within 18 months compared to peers who do not vape. So it, there are, there are definite problems with it it's just harder to see because it is so sellable Mm -hmm. like when you smell the flavors when people vape in the streets you're like "Mm, that smells good (laughs) like what is that like my question is how upset should i be about secondhand vaping i don't think i think that's the the huge difference Mm-hmm. Is that's like how I think it's that it was so approved so quickly in a lot of cases because it does completely. I think it eliminates the second hand. Well, I've, 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 maybe. I mean, I think I think we need a little bit more research. Yeah, I'm not I a scientist. Know. Do not quote me on that. But I think even scientists need a little bit more research. You know, like I mean, at the end of the day, I, I feel like we're all kind of half stupid, right? I don't think it took a genius to figure out that. Putting essentially smoke can kill you, <laughs> right? Like, go inside a burning building and see if you could survive. If the answer is no, then okay, I probably shouldn't be, like, putting that in your actively in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just my view of the world. That's some half-stupid logic. <laughs> I can either <laughs> disagree or agree with it. I don't know. So, as far as second-hand vaping, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, um... It's interesting. It's definitely one of those newer things that were the test subjects. We'll just have to see what happens. Yep. But Randy, what he wants to do is return to the good old days with good old-fashioned weed and no pussy sticks. I I love Randy, and I think for those of you who watch us, we're called South Park Weekly. We're here pretty much weekly. At this point, I feel sorry for you if you hate Randy because all we do is like praise Randy as our, as our Jesus. He is, we've said this before and it is so true. One of the greatest characters of all time in any show history. And tonight was a classic Randy episode, like full attire, full, really horrible accent that went in and out (laughs) (laughs) just persona. And then, then they, I love the way they write for Randy because he's like, we've been working on this farm for four days. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be damned if I let them take it out from me. 
but I, I love the sentiment. I mean, I think I think the show did a really good job of having some commentary as far as he's just fed up and like, okay, this is. The, I love the recap. We've dealt with school shootings. We've dealt with Mister Hankey and all, you know, uh, a boy fondling priest and all that. But this is where we draw the line. Where at, at, at dog butt jokes? I love how they brought that up, and so you get a little bit of the callback, but and just having Towley in it too. It was such a good episode, but perfect job for Towley. Perfect. He's like, that's some good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was a good call, but not too much of Towley, but just the right amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, also speaking of which, kind of the whole setup to this. I love the persistent joke of starting on the school with school shootings. Because yes. that's what this old, and I was you like, you noticed that instantly. Well, because I, I thought, wait, are we watching last week's episode? Because I, I, last week they got me with the school. I'm like, wait, is this episode one? And I'm like, ah, oh, you got me. And then they got me again today. Same. So they can continue this whole through line for the rest of the season. Ah, they got me. <laughs> I just keep saying that. I know. I do like the little intertwining of the story but moving in a completely different direction indeed well speaking of moving so so randy moves and he starts tegrity farms which at a certain point even uh, even tally understood like i have tegrity yeah so it's it's their way of saying integrity uh and when everyone sells out to the corporations and so forth randy basically calls them that they don't have in- have any right um i don't know like obviously there's a commentary being made there about just kind of returning to good old ways but but part of that is that it's just so absurd that is it actually correct should we just go live on farms by the way if you're gonna live on a farm the fact that he's just growing weed of all things as opposed to things you can actually eat yeah like carrots and such I know it was interesting commentary because the guy selling vapes was saying, if you don't move with the progress, you're going to get left behind. And that's just an interesting twist. And it's ironic because you're talking about, yeah, going back to farms in the simple ways. But then again, weed legislation is considered progressive. And that's in like just normal herb form as well. So it's like all society is so biased in everything that we do and say. Yeah. We 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 like to we like to stay with the status quo until it changes, and then the status quo changes, and then we're like we. The only status quo thing we do is that we want quote unquote the status quo. Yeah, but there is no such thing. No, we're like think that there's these set rules, but there's not. <laughs> no, I mean hundreds of years ago the world was flat. Now it ain't. Go figure. Times they are a changing, Bobby. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, his, his sort of adherence to everything was just hemp, right? <laughs> hemp shirts, hemp milk, and even that, like the whole, um, you, you can kind of look at any sort of, like, for example, quinoa was being discussed in the news, how it's the superfood, mm-hmm. but it, the fact that we're overeating quinoa or whatever, like you're not supposed to eat it yearly. Mm. You're supposed to eat it when it's in season, enjoy it, and have it kind of be part of your diet every now and then. But to, like, make your diet quinoa is also just going too extreme. And Randy is the most extreme. He is the definition of extreme. Yeah, so you can't make up for one thing by going the opposite way. There has to be a balance, and I think that's what 
this the show in general, but in tonight's episode is also kind of saying is that there's got to be a balance. Yeah, but the hemp did juice him up. Like he went into the vape shop out for blood, <laughs> including I love the hat. Why the hat <laughs> played that song, which was uh, two twins spin doc but spin doctors, um, which took us a moment to uh, to to think what the song was. Yeah, we're like, we know the song. Everyone knows the song, but what is it? It's such a 90s, like, absurd song. It was before, like, the Blink-182 days. It almost, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, remind me of Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's just that old, like, got the guitar and the singing and the happy... It's like, what is this song about? It reminded me of um, when PC Principal... Hootie and the Yeah, yeah. That same sort of nostalgic type song. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I wonder, uh, for those of you in, watching us or listening, doesn't matter, I'd be curious to know if you are on the younger side, like, is it a nostalgia song for you? You're like, what the hell is this song? Yeah. Because we do have audiences that are now getting into South Park. I mean, the show's been around for 22 freaking years. Crazy. Crazy indeed. I feel so old. <laughs> All right. But, of course, things come to a head when... When Randy saves the kids uh, from the vape shop, uh, Kyle confesses to to Mr. Marsh. They were surprised. I love how Kyle's reaction of like Mr. Marsh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm telling an adult. Like, Good. All right. Uh, and then we just go back to having integrity. Thanks to good old Tegrity Weed. But the blow up scene was so cool. I love when they do that with all, and especially now when it was like all the vape uh, flavors and it was like this colorful explosion. Yeah. I loved it. And we looked up Ronan Farrow, which we heard a few times Cartman threatening to call. If you guys didn't know, he was the journalist that kind of broke the story on the Harvey Weinstein investigation and um, the accusations against him. So it's just, it's so funny when they threw throw in these specific, specific, like, things, names, people, and then you have to find out. And I didn't fully understand what the Carmen, Yeah, what Cartman was actually threatening him with. Like, oh, like, what is he going to tell? Like, somehow that Kyle is integrated in this uh, illegal operation of... To children? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite sure there. So, if if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Like I said, I have no integrity, so therefore I can't have any thoughts anymore. <laughs> I've lost all integrity. Any other stray observations before we uh, move forward into uh, our various other topics, aka news and our special segment with butters? Oh no, that was. I mean, we covered it, and I covered most of my favorite news lines and favorite lines. Uh, I, I the fact that we. Randy kept calling it a pussy stick. Oh yeah, that was just that was just so good. Just hilarious. All right, so why don't we uh, talk about butters a little bit? Uh, so may- maybe this is more of a debate. But one of the things I, th- I thought going into this episode, butters is honestly to me the best business person. Mm. And here, what I understand, like he is a businessman for the new age mm-hmm. because he has this childlike innocence. But then again, he he he's not afraid to execute, right? He's very hopeful and wishful, and he's not stopped by uh, any doubts. And furthermore, talk about a man who has integrity, because if you'll remember in in the episodes, Butters Bottom Bitch, you know he says like, "Listen, I could be making a lot of money, 
But no, no, no. I'm not here to judge your profession. If you want to kiss boys for money, you kiss boys for your money. But it's your money, not mine. Mm. And I think, like, talk about a guy that was so progressive towards women. (laughs) God bless you, buddy. Oh, my God. Listen, he's not saying be a prostitute. He's not saying be a prostitute. He's saying if you're going to be one. Be a sex worker. Then it's up to And own your business. I see what you're saying, and I do think that is progressive. Um, And many, many people in the sex industry should take after that logic, definitely. I will give you that. He is the ultimate businessman because his innocence. And in episodes like this, you would never think it's him. Like, from afar, no parent would... If any of the kids said it was butter selling, no parent would believe them. Well, then, you know, one of the... Butters is a is a chameleon. He's able to execute all these different ideas. Whether it's the pimping business, uh, you know, I know it's not technically a business, but Butters' very own episode, him doing the te- detective work, um, him as Professor Chaos, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, just even last season with franchise prequel where he was getting uh, Facebook posts to take down the Coon and Friends from having a Netflix show when <laughs> everyone was getting Netflix shows. Everyone still I, I, like. Butters is very versatile. Oh yeah, he's the chameleon. He's the utilitarian, and that's what makes a good businessman. <laughs> His ability to adapt. What so a, tell me where I'm wrong. You have a great argument. Like I'm not. I'm gonna give you kudos where kudos is deserved. That was. But like, you said you. Like, oh, you're ready lawyer. to fight. You're ready I to know, fight because I don't think he's the best. There's so who's no better, Cartman? Cartman could sell anything to anyone, just either if he felt like being manipulative or just so annoying that you're like, fine, fine, I'll do it. Yeah, but see, it's it's it's, it's short term gain from Cartman because they know his end game, but and they know it's go, a very selfish. He will go to any length. Okay, but it's 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 like eventually you burn out your customers. You got to have you got to be able to have repeat customers. Okay, so maybe he's fast business and Cartman is like, no. I think Cartman is corporate. Butters is in and out. Mm-hmm. Like that family business that thrives for life. Okay. Yeah, and treats its employees really well. Yes. All right. Little proverbs hidden everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let us know your favorite Butters episode. And if you agree with us or disagree with us uh, that he is the modern entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. I honestly like. I, I really want to write a book on entrepreneurship through the eyes of Butters. Um, you shouldn't have even said that out loud because Why? yes, you should. I will, and someone will take that. That's what I'm saying. Please do. <laughs> no, okay. You know what? This is the type of stuff because because like Butters, right? Butters isn't afraid to voice his thoughts and so forth. They, you know, you want a real lesson. Everyone has these quote unquote ideas, and they're so scared, and they're holding them back. Like Butters, you can't be afraid of that. You got to be able to execute. You think you could steal my idea? Guess what? I've got a thousand others. And you know what? The difference between you and me? You're not going to write the Butters Entrepreneur book. You won't. I'll say it a thousand times. Go write the Entrepreneur book. You know, that pertains to Butters. You won't. You won't. You You won't. won't. Or if you do, then you know what? I'll be glad to freaking read it. So there you go. All right. That does it for our special segment, which... Hopefully it was special enough. <laughs> Just like us. It was. There. Uh, all right. Let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? After Buzz TV news. I guess we didn't really talk about who's going to read what. Yeah. 
right, how about you do the, uh, you'll do the uh, Funko's news. I'll do the uh, other one. Okay, so the Washington Post came out with an article, you can look it up, uh, titled How South Park Became Ultimate for Both Sides. So what essentially the, sh- the article talks about is, depending on your perspective, South Park is the show for you, and yet the irony is they're not taking a stance. So let me let me read you some select quotes. Again, I encourage you to read the full article, but somehow it, meaning the show, has become a Rorschach test for one's worldviews. To wit, the duo has received an award from loudly leftist organization People for the American Way, but their show is also a favorite of the right-wing Reddit forum The Underscore Donald, and it's been blamed for the rise of the alt-right and its accompanying white supremacists. So the fact that both sides are like kind of claiming the show as their own and their staple of like this this is what South Park's saying this is what makes America great and all that is just funny. Yeah. Um, here's a quote. Uh, it's a quote within a quote. Talk about inception. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear in South Park and some of the other things from Parker and Stone that they really dislike people who are trying to tell other people how to live their lives. Jonathan Gray, a media and cultural studies professor at the University of Wisconsin at Madison, told the Washington Post. It's why they attack political parties. Um, now, here's an interesting point that, I, that the article makes. Some argue that by not picking a side, the show creates false equivalencies that become trolling as opposed to making a well-intentioned point. Take the episode Osama bin Laden has farty pants from the show's fifth season in which Kyle meets his Afghan counterpart named, in true South Park fashion, Afghan Kyle. The two find themselves debating whose country is better. From our Kyle, you really think your civilization is better than ours? You, you people play games by killing animals and oppress women, Kyle says. Afghan Kyle says, it's better than a civilization that spends its time watching millionaires walk down the red carpet. Mm. So... Uh, you know, That's good. Stan says he's got us there, dude. <laughs> he does. Um, and then the the um, the article rounds off. Maybe the show is satire. Maybe it's trolling. Maybe it's just a perfect example of Poe's law, the theory that parody is essentially impossible to achieve in the internet age because no viewpoint or statement can be so extreme that everyone will know it's a joke. Great I don't even know st- what that means. No. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No. But it means something. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you have much yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, some Funko news. From NYU News. Mm-hmm. Um, so this article was basically saying that the it was t- commenting on the Cancel South Park marketing campaign from them. And that their theory, and this is probably true, that it's meant to mock organizations that have boycotted watching the show because of its insensitive humor. And um, a notable quote from them is, while some might jump to call this episode tasteless or disrespectful, no one can argue that South Park is, is, even after 22 seasons, still tackling the topics that most other satirical shows keep on their blacklist. While school shootings are an extremely hot topic in the U.S., popular satirical shows like Saturday Night Live or even web-based productions like College Humor still won't touch the topic. They'll talk about rape, corruption, and class issues, claiming that they're covering controversial subjects and breaking barriers, regardless of the backlash, but they're not. They're picking and choosing. In effect, these shows are defining what issues can be humorous 
continuously interrogated and what issues cannot be. This limits the freedom of the media and the self-awareness of the people watching. In contrast, South Park doesn't just break down barriers, it ignores them completely. Just like True. just like us. True. They've been trying to cancel the South Park after show for weeks now. And you know what? It's not happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the other news, um, I, I, I forgot. I thought um, for some reason I lumped the two together. So apologies there. But um, if you're looking for your favorite characters on uh, in the Funko Pops thing, I'm not really familiar with it. I've seen so many of these, and I just do not understand the appeal. But you can find your favorite South Park characters in Funko Pop things. And cool. Tony, you like this crap. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Hello, hello. Oh, I mean, you, I what I, is the appeal of this Funko crap? They're just collectibles, you know, of your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite TV stars or characters from films or directors. That they really just like make a Funko Pop about anything nowadays. Um, they're just collectibles. I don't really get. The yeah, they, they're things they want to make money off you from. Is that is that pretty, what you're telling me? Pretty much. I mean, I haven't bought any, but the ones I do have have been given to me. So, all right. Yeah. Nice. I'm not like, a Funko maniac. This is like Beanie Babies all over again. I just don't. I don't understand this crap. This I'm is not getting more into expensive. It. Yeah, they, yeah, they are for sure. And the fact that okay, just going off on a real quick tangent. The fact that like. If anyone got me a Funko gift, and I apologies to you viewers, but I don't really care if you actually like this crap. But if anyone got me one of these gifts, even if it's South Park, and you're like, oh, but you love South Park. I'd be like, give me the freaking DVD or something so I can watch. Like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Yeah, like, we live in apartments. We don't have room for this. Who has? <laughs> I know people with hundreds of these. Who the fuck has room for this <laughs> shit? Who the fuck wants this shit? Talk about canceling the South Park after show. Cancel us. I'm, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, 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 yeah. Any final thoughts as we wrap up? That's our news and gossip for South Park, uh, by the way. No, I'm excited for the season. Like, I'm getting fired up. I'm, like, into this. This new direct, well, old but new direction. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what will happen now that Randy's on. I wonder if they're going to comment on it in any sort of way or just move on. No, it's Jack and Crackling. Oh, yes. So special announcement. We will be Jack and Kraken starting from tonight all the way to next week. We will be wearing our witch costumes. You better wear your witch costumes. Well, we have two weeks of Jack and Crack. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. But we're getting prepared because we already have our costumes. And we just have to prepare you guys because... We can't go into this blind like last year. That's right, because we got we got the jack, but we need the crack. <laughs> Where did we get it in LA? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Alright, thank you guys as always for joining us. On behalf of at Steph Sabra, that's where you can follow Steph. Yes, on Twitter and Instagram. At Christian DMZ is where you can interact with Christian, who is not here, but because he's got integrity. And I'm at Phil Sweet Tech, and of course, if you want to let the network know that they should cancel us, it's at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. Or maybe not. Who the frick knows? <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 